Welcome to the Happy Pill Podcast. I'm Ursula Yerdun. In each episode, you're going to hear me share my story while offering information and resources while you continue on your journey of surpassing the effects of abuse and depression. I'm going to be doing some interviews with some very special guests who are going to share their journey and processes because my way is not the only way of healing. And the more information we have, the more we can share with one another. My hope is that you find love, inspiration, and purpose for your life. So let's get started. everyone. Thank you for joining in on part two of my interview with Melanie Haggard. I am very excited to talk to Mel about her practice and how it can help heal anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. If you recall from our previous episode, Mel is a registered acupuncturist, registered massage therapist, and a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. So today, we are very lucky that she is going to break all of that down for us in layman's terms and tell us how this valuable technique and tools can help us be aligned in our body, minds, and spirits. So yay, Mel. Yay. Actually, thanks so much for coming back. Well, thanks. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) Of course you are. I think you're digging the microphone. I totally am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think (laughs) you got a lot of stuff to say. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Okay. So today we want to talk about TCM, but it's a very broad system. Sure. Let's talk about what TCM actually means. (laughs) That was, that was my question. So you go ahead. Um, TCM, we just shorten it down. It's, it stands for traditional Chinese medicine. Um, yeah, so that's, we just, we'll call it TCM from here on in. Sure. But traditional Chinese medicine, it's a very long thing to say. So we've just shortened it to TCM. Cool. So when you see TCM on websites or whatever, that's a good thing. It means they're practicing traditional Chinese medicine as opposed to, say, acupuncture at a Cairo, which is dry needling or something like that, which just is needling, not the whole medical system behind it. Right. So TCM is an entire medical system. So can you give us a brief history? Brief history. It's, yeah, it's a very vast history because it's such an old medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it started probably around almost 5,000 years ago um, with probably, I'm assuming the Taoists, um, they were watching and very studying nature because there was so much nature back then, not mm-hmm. like now. Yeah. And they would just study animals and what animals would eat if they, say, had an upset stomach or whatever, some injury. They noticed that they would eat certain herbs. So these wonderful, smart people started following them and, and trying the herbs themselves if they had a stomach ache or you know, whatever ailments that they could study from an animal. Right. So they were watching nature to build a health system on what animals were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then trying it themselves. I mean, everything in Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine has been human tested, even though anecdotally, um, there was no science around it back then, but anecdotally they've been using and trying this, all these, like the whole system on humans for thousands of years and it's been recorded for over 2000 years. Right. Um working on what works well with human beings. Right. And and I recall from our prep it's about getting kind of the body, mind, spirit, everything into alignment that that's the health principle is to keep everything into alignment. Is that about right? Yeah, it's definitely a mind, body, spirit practice. Mm-hmm. Um emotions weigh as much on 
um, what's happening in the body as, say, if you hurt your elbow because you were overworking mm-hmm. or right. if you have a cold or all of those things. It all comes down to what's happening, mind, body, spirit, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, um, say, Western medicine, if I have tennis elbow, well, I, let's just look at my elbow and fix that. Right. Um, and not find out why this keeps happening. Mm-hmm. So Chinese medicine goes... It's a beautiful kind of analogy of, of um, tending a garden. So we treat the body as a garden. Right. And say we have some illness going on in the body. Sure, we'll fix that acute illness, but we'll also go deeper and find out the root of the problem. So we're working right. on the root, the soil, all the way up to, say, the leaves if they're crumbling and falling off too early. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely a mind-body-spirit kind of medicine. Right. Because the body is just simply a symptom of a deeper rooted issue per se. Yeah. Usually most things that manifest, mm-hmm. um, whether it is, you know, say, um, tennis elbow, right. Um, even if you're not playing tennis, it's okay. like, Oh, let's see, like, why is this keep happening? Especially if it keeps happening over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it becomes chronic. It's like, Oh, let's, let's, let's dig a little deeper and see what's going on. Right. Okay. So if, if this is the general term of TCM, I'm kind of thinking of it as a tree, right? You have this entire system. You've got the roots, you've got the trunk, you've got the branches and the leaves. Um, how do we, okay, so if TCM is all of that, what are the branches? Because there's different forms of, say, therapies or treatments within TCM. Mm-hmm. Would that be right? Yeah. So there's acupuncture, which most people know acupuncture first. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's acupuncture. Mm-hmm. There's cupping and gua sha. Right. There's diet therapy. There's, in China, they do a lot of... Um, high velocity treatments, which is what chiropractors do here. Okay. We don't really do those a lot here because mm-hmm. um, licensing and all that kind of stuff. But in China, they do, when you go see a TCM doctor, they, and they're called just Chinese doctors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not traditional. Yeah. Um, they do um, adjustments as well. So they're also looking at diet, what you're eating, how your emotions are, what your energy level's like, mm-hmm. um, all of those things. And cupping, gua sha. Did I miss any? Um, I think we talked about uh, sound. Oh, and sound therapy. Yeah. yeah, sound vibrational therapy. Because for for us, for yay, our guest today, you brought your bowls and your tuning forks. So we are actually going to hear mm-hmm. some of these, these wonderful tools. And then um, I think in our prep, we talked about, was it, well, for you, it's acupuncture pressure and massage. Yeah. But we were just looking at the whole branch because now we want to look at as, as a TCM doctor for yourself, what exactly do you do? What are the services that you provide? So when you make an appointment with me, I'll just go down that route because it's just easier. Yeah. Um, come in and either, either you have something chronic going on, like low back pain that you've had forever. Most people come into my treatment room first for pain, pain management. That's mostly people's um, first experience with acupuncture mm-hmm. is for pain management because they've gone to the doctor, they've gone and tried like all other routes and nothing's really worked. So I, that's how I get a lot of people coming through the door. Mm-hmm. And what, let's say June, June, I'm going to make it, um, sciatic awareness a month. Um, it was like everyone I was treating was sciatic pain and it was acute and then some long-term Right. So you come in, fill out a form, all that in- interesting stuff. I ask you a whole bunch of questions on, yeah, your energy level, how your digestion is, if you sleep well, obviously where the pain is, how long you've had it. Um, then I also take your pulse on both wrists and I also look at your tongue. 
Right. And what, what is the tongue? What are you looking for in the tongue? Um, the tongue just reflects all of the health of your organs and how everything's kind of, you know, working. Oh. And same with feeling the pulse. Feeling the pulse is, um, I use three fingers on both hands mm-hmm. and both wrists. And it's just below the wrist, like the stylo process of the wrist. And you feel for the quality of the pulse, the depth of the pulse, and all of those different techniques are used for a proper diagnosis and a differentiation of diagnosis as well. So that's different than when my family doctor does blood pressure and, you know, is pumping up my arm and and testing the Mm -hmm. rate. What you're doing is you're testing the quality of, of the pulse, which is different. Yeah. And the pulse is breaking up, broken up into three separate areas. So there's one for upper part of your body and organs, mm-hmm. the middle part of your body and organs, right. and then the lower part. So in your torso section, yeah. it's break. Okay. So the upper part is um, your lungs and heart. Mm-hmm. The middle would be your stomach and small intestine and spleen, that area. And then the lower, it would be your kidneys and different wrists for yin and yang. Interesting. So they actually have different, there's a different quality of pulse to those areas in the body? Yep. I don't. I didn't know. Yeah, that. and it, it goes like, and then you can feel superficial level, moderate level, deep level, and then they do change when you put different pressure on them. So yeah, it's it's a lot of schooling that goes into, and a lot of practice. Yeah, to feel those pulses. Okay, um, and then, and then so so those pulses help tell you where this person is is at, I guess, on a physical level mm-hmm. and engage from there. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times um, people come in with stress as well. I deal a lot with stress. And so I'm feeling their pulse and I'm like, oh, do you get little like heart flutters and little palpitations? And they're like, yeah. And because I can feel that in the pulse mm-hmm. um, or if they have really kind of poor digestion or if they have if they're really, really exhausted and you can't hardly feel a pulse, you're like, oh, you can feel that they're really, really tired or they're really, really stressed when they come in because their pulse feels like a guitar string, which is called wiry. Right. That's kind of the most, in Calgary, where I'm, what I practice is the most popular. <laughs> we're, we're a stressful kind of, city. Yeah. Kind of a, a pretty common pulse. Interesting. Is wiry. Yep. Okay, so you're doing your intake of all these questions to get mm-hmm. background, not just on this injury, perhaps if someone's coming in with an injury, but you're wanting to get to that root of it, like you talked about earlier. So you're checking the pulse, you're checking the tongue. And Asking then... them lots of questions. Again, like what, how their digestion, everyone's like, oh, my digestion's fine. And I'm like, okay, so do you poop every day? What's your poop like? Um, and then Details. they're like, oh, well, sometimes I don't, but that's normal for me. And I'm like, no, no, that's not so we work on digestion. Um, and they're like, I'm like, do you sleep well? No, but I, I've never slept well. And it's like, well, let's try working on that too. That's me. So we can do so many different things besides just one like acute area. Right. For example, I know this is an anecdotal story, but, but I had this lovely senior lady come in who had some tendonitis and probably osteoarthritis in her thumb. Mm-hmm. She's a big crocheter and knitter, whatever. And she's never had acupuncture before. She's 70 something. And she was very leery about it to start with. And the slow, I've been seeing her regularly for almost a year and a half. And her pain's pretty much gone and very handled, but she loves coming in to see me because she notices that her stress level goes down, that she feels better, mm-hmm. that her digestion gets better. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, it's got some really nice side effects. Acupuncture yeah. Does. So because you're not just covering, you're not just getting into one symptom, you're actually covering all of it. Mm-hmm. So let's just look into, cause some of the, some of the, um, areas that you work 
with, which you've talked about, which is acupuncture, uh, herbs. You forgot to mention herbs. I think. We oh, talked I did about- forget to mention herbs. Yeah. Um, I like to do as much diet therapy mm-hmm. and acupuncture and get people and maybe some supplements, um, as opposed to just putting them all on herbs first. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really good, amazing herbologists in the city. Right. And I don't consider myself one of them. <laughs> okay, but you can you can refer people. I can out. definitely refer people, and I can also um, I do carry some um, general um, formulas in my clinic for sure mm-hmm. for general things, right? Um, which I do subs- or prescribe quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So so when you're doing these things, because the biggest thing I think people come into is people are afraid to do acupuncture because it hurts and it's needles, and people are afraid of needles. But yet acupuncture is probably one of the most, would you say, therapeutic techniques in TCM? Um, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, how can this tiny little needle like do so much? I find I'm not a massage fan. Like I don't love going for a massage, but if I give myself acupuncture, I feel like I've had a massage. Right. So I find, yeah, the needles, um, they're really, they have a strong, what's the word? They have a very strong outcome for using them. Right. Um, yeah. Because that has to do deal with the meridian system, right? Like there's yeah, something. So yeah, Chinese were very smart. Yeah. They've um, developed the whole meridian pathway system, if you want to call it that way, or highway system. Right. So there's 12 highways that we have in our body. Right. Based on Chinese medicine. And each of those highways, meridians, pathways, is um, has association with an organ. So there's a lung meridian, there's a heart meridian, there's a pericardium meridian, there's a liver meridian, gallbladder, all of those. And and there's certain points on every meridian that do different things in the body. Okay. So So, to heal. To heal. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is when we either acupressure or acupuncture, um, one of those areas, like one of those points, Mm -hmm. there's over 400 and some of them. That's a lot. So Yeah. Um, most acupuncturists use probably about a hundred. Okay. Um, regularly. Okay. There's a lot that we won't use. Right. So now you just touched on acupuncture and acupressure. Are those two things different? Um, well, one is a needle going through the skin. Right. So the needle is doing all the work where acupressure, it's like a massage and my thumbs and hands are doing all the work. Mm Mm-hmm. So a little bit different and people, I can, I give people exercises and I point out points, say if they are migraine sufferers, there's a couple really great migraine, migraine points that they can massage themselves for acupressure. Okay. Whereas I would just throw a needle in because I'm a registered acupuncturist. Yes. So you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're slightly the same, slightly different acupressure. You're using more of your hands, which is where your massage would come into into play. Yeah. So a lot of my patients come in, I do a combination treatment where I do either if it's an acute pain or if it's long-term, I do a 45 minute massage. Um, usually I starting on the back cause of, there's lots of points and people like a back massage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work from glutes on up, low back, neck, flip them over, work on some more neck, and then usually put needles in. So all of those back points have had acupressure for 45 minutes almost. Mm-hmm. So they've been well pressurized, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> worked. Yeah, that's well what I'm, worked. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of hitting all the back points instead of putting needles back and front. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really like the massage. It also relaxes everybody. And I right. find it makes the acupuncture treatment 
um, a bit more powerful. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you use them in combination. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so as we were talking about earlier, I just wanted to kind of be clear. You're, you're getting all the information, you're doing the tongue work, you're getting the pulse, and that sets up for you as sort of a, a treatment for that session, right? Where you're using acupressure, acupuncture. Is that about acupuncture? Yeah. We call them point prescription. Okay. Just like a herbal prescription is made with a whole bunch of different herbs right. that do different things. Right. Same with the point. So I'll do a whole point prescription. Um, based on all the questions that I've asked you and that you've answered. And also if I am doing a massage, I can also feel your tissue Mm -hmm. and feel where there's knots and feel where there's some stagnation or whatever, and then work on those with points as well. Okay. On the front. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, so, okay, so you're doing all of that. And then um, this, okay, can you explain then, because you've actually done this to me and this was part of your, I think, point prescription that you did with me one time, the gua sha. What is gua sha and cupping? Okay, Are they gua the same things or not? is a scraping of the skin. It's using some sort of tool like a jade stone or a slate stone to scrape the area where there's pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of the time I do it on people's backs on their erector spinae. Right. Cause you've done this to me. Yeah. And it brings up, it's not, it doesn't hurt. It looks really like it's painful because it does bring up, um, it's kind of a fascial stretching. It's working your fascia. Okay. So it's superficial, but it brings up a lot. So you can easily bruise if you have, let's in, in Chinese medicine, stagnation would be a blockage. Mm-hmm. So if there's any blockages on your back shoe points, say back points of Chinese medicine are down your rectus spinae. Some people, they don't show anything and some people it goes like dark purple to black and then they bruise for a few days. Mm -hmm. Again, it doesn't hurt. It's not like I'm punching you. Right. It's just a scraping of the skin at a 45 degree angle with, um, with some like massage oil. So I'm not just dry scraping your skin. Right. Um, a lot of people use bottle caps, lots of my, like other practitioners oh. that I hear, they use different things all the time that right. works well. But I like to use my two, my jade and my, my slate. Right. And so when you're talking about, you mean along the spinal. Yeah. Back. On each side, there's a whole group of muscles. Right. Cause you called it something. Erector spinae. Right. So, okay. So that's just the muscles. On along each side of your spine. Of the yep. spine. Okay. Just as layman's terms. Cause I was like, what is that? It yeah. The two sounds muscles like that feel really good to get massage. Yes. And then also around neck for your traps, your scalenes, right. um, all around there. Cause we hold a lot of tension in our necks. and so many meridians run through the neck area. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that we get really tight in here. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So just wanted to be clear about that. So that's, that's gua sha and cupping okay. is there's now so many different kinds of cups. Traditional cupping is fire cupping used with glass cups mm-hmm. and um, fire. So I light um, cotton ball on fire and then it creates a vacuum. Okay. So then that gets like suctioned onto your skin and then there's flash cupping where you just keep heating it up and like flashing it. Oh. So you can hear go. Right. And then there's moving cupping. Right. Where it's kind of like gua sha, but it's again, pulling fascia. It's pulling all of that really great tissue all around as opposed to pressure, which is massage. So it's kind of nice to do both. Kind of nice to work it and then pull it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is that what it is? So does that help release toxins then? Is that what it's doing? 
or because what is it sucking like well it's moving your fascia so when okay. we do massage say we're doing a lot of heavy pressure on muscle mm-hmm. on tissue mm-hmm. um and then when we use cupping it just pulls everything up oh. so we're squishing and pulling so it's starting kind of an old your own body pump like okay. lymph massage right but not that i mean lymph is different but it's just moving interstitial fluid around and hopefully getting rid of it out of your kidney, like filtering it. It's oh, moving. Okay. Things. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Cause now I'm kind of thinking of this pumping action. Yeah. And yeah, it's set to release. Okay. So this is what you do and you can do in your sessions. Yeah. As it just well. depends who's coming in and what they're coming in for. Mm-hmm. Cause not everyone needs cupping. Not right. everyone needs gua sha. Right. Right. Um, and, and of course in even herbs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? everyone's different. That's why it's, I love this medicine so much. Right. Cause you never know what someone's coming in for. Mm-hmm. And even if they're coming in for say they had an accident and I'm dealing just completely with pain. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they come in with a really bad, they're getting a bad cold. Yeah. So the treatment will obviously change and we can work on protocol for a cold. Mm-hmm. And give them needles and hopefully some herbs and get the cold over with faster. Right. And then the next time, you know, they're healed, they feel good, and we continue on with the treatment plan. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's, for example, now let's let's do this for people who have PTSD, anxiety, depression, right? Because that's kind of what this podcast is about. How does these, um, how does TCM help someone who has those kind of symptoms and conditions? It starts with, I do a lot of emotional healing in my clinic. That's mostly what I do. Most people's original is from pain, but I like to promote myself as like working with emotional healing and PTSD. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I do an intake like I do with every person. Um, And then I think about their point prescription and I do a lot of points based on um, emotion, emotions Mm -hmm. and emotions that are attached to different organs. So I work that way as well. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, sort of. I'm thinking, is that trauma-based? Is that what, is that, what that means? Yeah. And then I also do um, a protocol. It's called NADA, N-A-D-A, mm-hmm. which is, um, st- stands for the National Acupuncture Detoxification Association. Ooh, that's wordy. Yeah. So that's why it's just called NADA. Okay. And it's just ear acupuncture, just ear acupuncture. It's yeah. ear acupuncture with five points in each ear. Okay. And that has been around and developed probably for 20 some years, but it's based on Chinese principles. Right. So we're hitting sympathetic. We're hitting a Shen Men point, which relaxes the kidneys. We're, it's, what it does is it just changes your parasympathetic, which is rest and digest, and mm-hmm. sympathetic, which is fight or flight right. or, or freeze that I've been reading now. Yeah. Um, it changes from that tense, tense, like, you know, Mm -hmm. can't breathe into a more relaxed rest and digest stage. So this is really good for someone who's experiencing PTSD and acute PTSD. Acute or chronic. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I have. Yeah. Those points in the ears, they can change your life. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So anyone who's coming in with something acute like that, um, can, can benefit from this NADA technique. 100%. And I do a lot. Yeah. If people are coming in with some acute, if they had even a car accident, Mm -hmm. um, anything sexual, just any sort of trauma, which can be anything. Absolutely. I definitely throw that whole protocol in Mm -hmm. with other points as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now is it always used with needles in the ears as well? 
Um, we can do ear seeds if people really are not wanting to put needles in. Right. Um, we can do ear seeds, which, which is a little radish seed with a little piece of tape. Okay. Um, we can also do ear tacks, but we might as well do um, needles if we're going to do ear tacks. Okay. So we can do ear seeds or right. needles. And the needles um, stay in for at least half an hour to 45 minutes. Wow, that's a lengthy time. Yeah, but your needles are in, and it, I find it's a very good way to breathe because um, breath is really, really important in getting um, trauma relaxed. It's a way to work with it, and it relaxes and changes your whole, again, sympathetic into parasympathetic. So your okay. f- fight or flight into rest and digest. Right. So that's what we want to do. So what if someone can't come in? Uh, right away and get, and get a treatment. Is there something they could do themselves and to maybe play with their ears or something? To... They can play with their ears a little bit, but the points yeah. are pretty specific because your our ears, there's like our whole body's points right. from all of the Chinese medicine are based in our ears. Right. So there's a lot, but yeah, if you want to just kind of work your ears a little bit, it's not going to hurt mm-hmm. and so, practice breathing. Okay. I know that sounds ridiculous, but breath is such an important thing because we most of us chest breathe all the time. Yep which was great when we were fighting, you know, running away from a bear, but lions and tigers and bears are mine. Exactly. But now we're living in that 24 seven of that shallow chest breathing and we're in fight or flight constantly. Mm -hmm. So nothing in our body's getting nourished. So once we start to breathe properly and just take 10 nice breaths, it will definitely change the chemistry of your brain to more of a rest and digest. Okay. So just to go back to these radish seeds for a moment. So um, can that stay in the ears? Like, or does that come out after like 45 minutes or something? No, those stay in the ears till they kind of wash out in the shower, like four four days or so. Okay. So Mm -hmm. this is, then people can activate it themselves if they're still feeling, you know, hypervigilant or hypertension or something like that. uh, If that... Absolutely. And they can do it themselves. After a treatment... If people are still, if they can't come and see me for a while, I'll definitely put ear seeds in. Okay. So then they can just, you know, manipulate them, mm-hmm. rub them when they're feeling a little angst or they're feeling whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Nada also works really, really well for addiction. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's also for addiction. It's a detox. It's, yeah, it's like the American Detox Association. And so everything... All those points that we use, the five points, also, again, works great for addiction. Um, mm-hmm. If people are coming off of, you know, any heavy drugs, right? Um, food, whatever. Like, there's so many things that are great about these points in the ear. I don't think I even knew that. You know I have a sugar addiction, so maybe I should try that yeah, next time Yeah, we can definitely put some, put some seeds in. Yeah. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. So this would really benefit people in, like, say, EMS, police, um, Anyone who's experiencing... All first responders. First, that's it, first responders. Yeah, this would be yeah. so huge. Okay. So we're trying to grasp... Like, it's a kind of a grassroots movement doing NADA. Right. Um, so we are trying to, yeah, like, get in with first responders and mm-hmm. do some NADA. Okay. Um, well, after 9-11, NADA set up in New York clinics for like ear acupuncture all over and they treated thousands and thousands and thousands of people. That's amazing. And it helped a lot. That's and even amazing. here in Calgary, after the floods in 2013, yep. we treated NADA set up a whole thing called YYC relief. And there was little tents all over the city, high river. 
and also out at Siksika, and they treated over 2,000 people as well. Wow. Yeah. So it's a very proven, yep. uh, worthy technique. Yep. And okay. This is even used by the U.S. government yeah. for all their army and like everyone right. out in war times too for using NADA. Okay. Yep. Well, we're definitely going to put it onto the website on my blog, on the website, a link so that people can go into this as well as your information as well, if they want more mm-hmm. information about it. So that is really cool. So all of these techniques that you do, the acupuncture, uh, NADA, herbs, diet, dietary therapy, gua sha, cupping, emotional healing, cell vibrational therapy, acupuncture, massage. Okay. I think we list it all now. These are all tools and techniques within your practice that can help someone who has chronic PTSD and anxiety and depression. Yes. Right? Because overall, what are all of these techniques doing to the mind-body system? Can you explain that? How acupuncture works is, again, Chinese really smart, and there's a point where the points are, you know, located on different parts of the body that do different things. So Mm -hmm. I'll put a needle in, and what it happens is it's just, it sends messages to your brain to go fix that area. Okay. So, and, and it makes your brain focus on that area, which again is corresponds to an organ. So it just sends neurons and attention to what needs to be fixed to create some balance. Mm-hmm. That's all it's doing is your body is fixing itself. Right. So, cause, so, so for example, for me with anxiety and, and tension, I tend to feel it a lot in the gut. Mm-hmm. Right. So then the acupuncture is actually sending, if I'm understanding this correctly, sending messages to my brain to say, oh, hey, you know, settle down down there. And it's going to send healing down into that stomach area. Is that it? It is to a point. And it also because the stomach meridian runs in different areas. Okay. So it'll, it'll, yeah. And essentially that's what it does. Okay. It just creates balance within your own body. Right. By sending neurons and messages to where they need to go through the acupuncture needles. Okay. In the meridian system. In the meridian system. Okay. I know. And it's, it's very complicated. So that's why I just wanted to break it down so that people who, who aren't familiar with these tools and techniques, um, you know, that they may want to come to, you know, to have, um, you know, a session with you and, and try and get the benefits of this as opposed to, you know, just maybe only having medication, maybe not being aware of other tools and techniques, right? So this is a very non-invasive way of bringing balance back into the body. And it's all, yeah, your own doing. Mm -hmm. It's me putting needles in, but I'm just the facilitator. It's you creating balance in your own body and mind. Right. Because you're just activating those spots to, to get the balance back in. Okay. Yeah. So So it's just, yeah, it's just you creating balance with your own body kind of naturally mm-hmm. okay. you know, with acupressure or whatever needles. Yeah. yeah. So then where does uh, sound vibrational therapy come in? Cause we haven't I, talked about that yet. I usually use it on everyone who walks through my door, even if I'm just doing a massage, mm-hmm. I start off just with some tuning forks on some acupoints just to relax the central nervous system mm-hmm. and then do a massage or then I do needles and I do a lot of needles on, um, distal points like arms, hands, feet, legs. And then I use the tuning forks on your abdomen, on your chest, on yeah, top of your head, on your head. And then you also listen to them as well. Mm-hmm. So, cause vibration, we're all, we're all vibrational beings and we're all multifaceted beings. Right. So yeah, I never have an issue with anyone 
you know, being on any medication or trying other things because we are multifaceted and mm-hmm. not everything, not one thing works for everybody. Exactly. And I'm not d- discounting. No, me uh, either, ever Medicine discounting. at all because I'm, I'm on it. I'm on medications, but you know, yeah, this is just going to help in that healing process. Mm-hmm. So now with these um, tuning forks, because you did bring tuning forks and bowls with us and they all carry different sounds. So the tuning forks that I use are based on, it's a company called Acutonics and they've put in different vibrational sounds to the tuning forks. And then you use the tuning forks on AccuPoint. Okay. So it's a pretty amazing system. So instead of putting needles in a lot of places, and if people are really afraid of needles, I do a lot of massage and sound therapy. Mm -hmm. So I just use all the, um, the, Acu, like the, the tuning forks, tuning forks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, on different points, on right. acupoints that we know, right? So, because in my head, what I'm kind of visualizing is that you're putting this tuning fork onto this spot, and it's almost like a ripple effect in the water. You drop a, a stone in the water, and it ripples out. Well, and frequency travels really, really quickly in water, right? Yes, yeah. And what are we made out of? Yeah, mostly water. water. There you go. So wow, yeah, they okay. work so well. Um, yeah, I, I love these and people generally really love them mm-hmm. um, and start feeling some pretty profound things. Mm-hmm. So, but the, they're at different frequencies. What would be the difference between a lower frequency and a higher frequency? What so would it do? We have the starter kit, so to speak, <laughs> okay. of tuning forks is mid-frequency. Okay. Um, then there's low frequency and then there's also high frequency. Mm-hmm. And in my in my treatments, I use because... People are really, really stressed out, mm-hmm. um, vibrating probably at a very high frequency yeah. and not really into their bodies, really unaware of what's going on in their bodies. So mm-hmm. I use mid-frequency just to relax them. And then pain um, pain resonates at a lower frequency in the body. So if people mm-hmm. have a lot of like acute pain or chronic pain, I use the lower frequency forks to bring them right back into alignment. Mm -hmm. And then when things heal and start to transform, then high frequency to get to where your higher frequency, where your spirit needs to be. Right. So that actually makes sense. Yeah. So a little bit of everything. Okay. And so you brought some samples here for us because it'd be great to have people actually listen to this. And if you can explain a little bit of which fork you're using. Sure. So I find after I put all the needles in, everyone's pretty chill because either Mm -hmm. they've had a massage a little bit before or just many needles kind of make it a little like they're chilled and you can't move. So you're kind of a captive audience, (laughs) but it's a good captive because you can't move. And I find people not necessarily meditate, but they're kind of in between meditation, like relaxation. Right. So they kind of just float. Mm-hmm. So then I use, I do some point prescriptions with these as well. Okay. On different, just, just depends what, you know, what I come up with for a point prescription. Right. So this is what I start off with, with everyone. And this is just ohm. This is middle ohm, what I put on people's ears and then points all the way down the body for relaxation. Okay. So just put it in front of your microphone then and... I don't know if you can hear that, but how does it sound? It's pretty loud. Is it? (laughs) So this is just middle ohm. As in, you know, when you go for yoga, Mm -hmm. it's like a beautiful, it's a very traditional, and I believe Sanskrit word, Mm -hmm. when everyone is chanting ohm, it Mm. has a beautiful frequency. Mm -hmm. So that's what this is. It's like a heart sound or something. Yeah, it's a beautiful sound. And then this one is um, 
uh, is the zodiac, which is again, I guess vibrational of all the zodiac in the stars. It, it's a real mover of energy. It's kind of a tuning fork that I use to shake things up a little bit. Okay. So pain, stagnation, I use this one. Pardon? Constipation. Yes, this one actually works really well um, on some points for sure that I've used. Okay. So that one's that. Okay. So there's, I mean, there's a whole huge array of different frequencies and sounds, and these are just the ones that I brought today. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. And then you have these beautiful bowls in front of us as well in two different sizes. And I've, I'm going to be taking photos of these and putting them on Instagram so people can actually see these these beautiful bowls. And are, do they work in the same way as tuning forks do? Yeah. What I do with the big one is a lot of people have... I use this big one for a lot of sciatic pain or a lot of low back pain. Which you've used on me. Yeah. Or just feeling stuck. Like if people are feeling stuck, which happens a lot, again, I ask all the questions and find out. And so stuck is a big one. Mm -hmm. So again, I will, I'll gong this, but I know when you feel it, um, it feels like fuzz around it when it's going. So Mm -hmm. those are also going into your body. um, Right. So not actually touching it, but when it's, because you've placed it on my back. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm just going to gong it. So this one, it holds its gong a long, long time. It, it really does. Because even when you first did that, I could feel it from here across the table. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So and, and that's a beautiful deep sound. It's a beautiful sound and I find it's a nice mover. It's gentle. Mm-hmm. I've never had anyone go, "Oh my gosh, that feels horrible." Yeah. Um so it's a very gentle yet deep movement, penetrating. But, yeah. Well, it's again, it's that vibrational thing that ripple then turns into can turn into an ocean. Right. So, yeah, and sound has been used for healing for generations, like thousands of years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to, you know, hear the sounds of the heavens, which yes. I'm assuming it was probably the sounds of the planets because when there was no pollution of sound everywhere like we have today, mm-hmm. I'm sure our hearing was far more acute than it is now. Yeah. And we might have been able to hear the stars and the planets. Well, and you had suggested too, listening to NASA because NASA has recorded the sounds of the planets on their website, which we're going to put into the blog as well. Yeah. Because the gals from Acutonics have put in those resonant sounds into their tuning forks. That's amazing. So yeah. So we're using different planets for different healing based on Chinese medicine. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's full circle. It's a whole huge, the sound treatments, it's a whole huge medicine on its own. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is all huge medicine. We're just barely We're scraping just scratching the, sur- the surface. Yeah. This is just kind yeah. of a Q&A on what I do. Yes. Um, and so what is this other and bowl? And then I found this beautiful bowl. I was, I was in Tibet and Nepal. This is a funny story. I was in Tibet and Nepal doing some traveling, and there was millions, seriously, thousands and thousands of bowls everywhere. And they mm-hmm. were very reasonable because they were there. But because we were backpacking, I didn't, I decided not to buy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kicking myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I came home, I really wanted one. Yeah. And they're very expensive. And, but this bowl, um, one of my um, places I go shopping, 
they just got in like hundreds of bowls. So I went in the first day and it was the first bowl that I picked up. And then I tried the hundred that were there. And this is the bowl I went back to. Wow. And this, this baby sings for different people. It does. It resonates differently. I can't explain it, but it's really beautiful. So I always finish off a treatment going over the body head to toe and back mm-hmm. to head again, and then hitting the gong, hitting it three times, just to kind of solidify, finish off, and cut ties, and mm-hmm. finish a treatment off. Nice. And so- I always usually put it right by my heart before I put it down and silence it. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's something I use as ritual for my clinic. Right. In my practice every day. Yeah, well, let's so listen I'll to let that. So I'll let you listen to it. Sure. How can you not love these? <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. They have some, yeah, they have some power for sure. Like really, I feel it every day when I use them. It almost seems like you're emotional just doing that little one. Yeah. Right there. So it's lovely when I finish, you know, going over everyone's body with them because mm-hmm. then it's a, it's also a nice, beautiful finish to finish everything off. Absolutely. Because needles are out. Everyone's just laying there and relaxed and, you know, thinking about what their next step is what, what, I don't know what they've done. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just a beautiful finish. Wow. This has been amazing. Okay. So as we're winding up this episode and, and thank you so much for everything that you've shared, what would your final thoughts be for, again, someone, you know, with PTSD, anxiety, depression, yada, 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 you know, how, how to get them to come in in for a session? Oh, don't be afraid. There's so many different things that I can use in my treatment room if you're really afraid of needles or you're not afraid of needles, but just honestly give it one try. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how usually I get more people coming in is they'll say, okay, fine, I'll try it. And then they find some big, large benefit in it. Mm -hmm. Again, and not just for the one big kind of chief complaint that they come in with, it's a little bit of everything. Like I said, it's a subtle medicine. Mm -hmm. So it's not like taking a magic pill and everything's going to be okay after one treatment. Right. Um, it's, I use, I use it for myself as maintenance. I've had a lot of acupuncture over the years. And when I was in school, we were giving each other acupuncture probably two to three times a week, if not more. Right. So it's really nice getting balance. And I know when I kind of fall out of balance, I will throw needles in myself. And I will, you know, 40 minutes later, I'm like, oh, refreshed, feel great, and then can keep moving on. Right. So I've benefited from it a lot, and I know my patients have as well. Mm -hmm. And I think we had talked about that in your previous episode. Yeah, that was one of my big things for helping me deal with my trauma and my, you know, old anxiety and all of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your insight, giving us just the basic layman scratch of the surface uh, introduction into TCM and all of its magical gifts. Thank you for your tools, sharing everything, your story. Really appreciate it. So we're going to put onto the blog and uh, your address where people can find you. So first of all, tell them where people can find you if they want to book an appointment. I'm located in the heart of Inglewood, which I love. 
And I'm located in a little health food store. I rent a room out of there. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see you. Or if you have any questions, just please email me. And and what is the name of your practice? It's Auspicious Phoenix Acupuncture. Auspicious Phoenix Acupuncture. Yeah. Okay. And I will put that link onto the blog as well. So you're open to answering questions. Oh, 100%. If you want to just chat about Chinese medicine and what it will do, email me because if I... Calling me doesn't work because I'm always in my treatment room. Mm-hmm. So if it's, if it's, if leave a message, I can call you back and we can chat or email and we can email back and forth as well. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mel. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, I loved it. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Any other time that you have stuff, come on back. Okay. And, and we'll talk. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know is in immediate need of help, please contact your local authorities, distress center, or professional care provider. If you'd like more information on this episode or other topics, go to my website, UrsulaYou'reDone.com.